Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Crazy day for stocks. Things look so good at the opening bell. And then later in the day... Arrows started turning red, and we started seeing a sell-off not only in stocks, in crypto, across the board. So it only makes sense to bring in a stock market contrarian to help guide us through today's volatility. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is GAINS. Let's bring on Mark Holbert, investment columnist for The Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and MarketWatch.com in Washington, D.C. Always great to have Mark uh, on the GAINS podcast. Uh, As mentioned, crazy day for stocks. Things look, the markets look pretty good, uh, you know, at the uh, opening bell today. But then uh, around, uh, you know, later in the day, we just saw that turn. And then I looked on CNBC and they mentioned the variant showed up for uh, the first time in the U.S. out of California. And then we had a deep uh, sell off. And that kind of sums up today's crazy activity. Mark, uh, glad to have you on the Gaines podcast. You know, your initial takeaway uh, from what's going on here. Right. Well, uh, who knows really what goes on, though. (laughs) That never stopped me from pontificating. I think that uh, one thing we can probably be clear about that is what it was not caused by, and I don't think we can blame the new variant. Uh, The reason is that it was absolutely certain to anyone who uh, follows these things that the market that the variant was already in the in the U.S. already. It was just a matter of time before it was detected. So it can't be a shock to the market that uh, that we've discovered a variant in California, which is what the news was today. So I think it's a, you know, I'm a journalist, so I don't really like to speak foul of my fellow journalists. But nonetheless, we as journalists always love to come up with an explanation after the fact to explain what happened. Uh, but uh, that isn't to say that's the reason why people sold. I, as you know from previous conversations, I tend to focus on uh, market sentiment and that uh, market rallies that are built on the wrong kind of sentiment foundation tend to be built on a flimsy foundation. And I think that's what happened today. Of course, that isn't to say why the market did. But uh, nonetheless, the most sustainable rallies are those that are built on a really strong current of pessimism and despair. And we, we just haven't seen that. In fact, uh, we're still working off a, a period of as recently two weeks ago where we had excessive bullishness, if not outright exuberance. And I think we still have a ways to go before that uh, exuberance is wrung out of the market. And only then will a more sustainable rally be able to be mounted. 
I was talking to a previous guest earlier in the week, and we were taking a look at the market technically uh, different levels. It's kind of funny how uh, this recent pullback, we were talking about this even before any mention of variant, and uh, we were just talking about how the, the market is setting up technically from a chart standpoint, and it was kind of funny. We kind of saw this coming, and I, we were talking about it, and it was like, what is the news that's actually going to drive this? Um, do you ever find that from time to time, especially when you look at the markets technically and you see a setup and you're like, boy, it's going to get hit here. We just got to wait for the news item to come out to make this happen. I, I, don't, I Absolutely. And indeed, um, insofar as these various techniques have any insight into the market, it shouldn't be a surprise that they are all more or less consistent with each other. So insofar as technical analysis reflects investor psychology and it reflects uh, the market's uh, likely tendencies in coming days, uh, the fact that it was uh, focusing on a drop at the same time, it should not be a surprise that it was focusing on a drop at the same time that we were showing excessive levels of sentiment, which from a contrarian point of view would point in the same direction that uh, the market typically struggles in the wake of that kind of exuberance. So I'm not at all surprised but the, by the fact that the two of them are pointing in that direction. And indeed, this is what I mean when I say that uh, journalists love after the fact to come up with an explanation for what, what's going on. I I really don't envy the headline writers at uh, either uh, <laughs> Dow Jones, where I work, or anywhere. I mean, the headline writers have to come up with why the market did what it did. And you know, it basically is just, you know, you pick a headline, any headline, really. Oh. It's, uh, it's after the fact. You know, it's, uh, my favorite is where people say, well, you know, the market went up because there was uh, an excess of buyers over sellers. Well, you know, we, we know that that can't be the truth. There's always going to be exactly the same number of buyers and sellers. That's what a market is, after all. But it, it's one of those uh, superficially plausible uh, headlines that uh, say, oh, okay, that's why the market went up. But we really don't know. I mean, the market is a reflection of, you know, millions of investors. And now, of course, it's millions of different uh, algorithms and computers that are doing these things that, uh, you know, of course, don't have any reasons at all. They just do what they do. It's it's funny you mention that because we joke about it in the newsroom all the time, even when we're preparing for the noon business hour and we, we talk off air about, oh, well, you know, they're citing that this is the reason why, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of funny because, first of all, in a market with so many stocks, so many variables, so many participants, to say that one specific thing moves the entire market – let alone, I mean, they'll they'll cite even you know individual stocks and cite a particular thing, and it's like that might not necessarily be true either. So it is kind of funny um, how the headline writers always cite one or two things. You know, well, it's the Fed or it's the variant, and and uh, I've talked with a number of people that say this recent sell off, and you kind of alluded to this, has nothing to do with the the variant. Uh, maybe more so with the Fed or go figure like you talked about sentiment or, uh, you know, something that's been long overdue. Well, that's right. Uh, my wife is a clinical psychologist and she points out the research in the uh, in the area of psychology often find that uh, human beings are almost hardwired to never truly be allowed to contemplate randomness. So you can show, and there are a number of studies that have shown this over the years, a number of famous ones, where you can show a random 
basically generated number series to clients, and they'll all come up with uh, explanations uh, of what the underlying pattern. They all claim that they have found the key to explain it, and of course, it's just random. But you know, and this was perhaps evolutionarily back in the prehistoric times. You know that. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was an adaptive mechanism. We we would look at the, uh, at, you know, at the far distance and uh, claim that we saw maybe a, a, an animal or predator that was going to come to get us. And even if we over uh, over rationalized that, and we saw more, uh, we thought more animals than really were there. But it helped us prevent from being eaten alive. And Pure so, survival. Yeah. So here we are. We're finding patterns all the time that don't exist. And we know it because we can get a computer to generate a completely random series, and we still insist that it, uh, it's not random. And I think we see this in the stock market all the time. The, the, you know, I mean, I'm not saying the market is completely random, but most of what happens, especially on a day-to-day basis, is just total noise. It's just statistical randomness, and yet here we are in a business where we have to make sense of it, so we come up with stories. We tell ourselves stories. It's sort of like – and just uh, like Rudyard Kipling has these just so stories, like how the, the leopard got his spots, you know, and it has this superficial plausibility. We read the stories to our kids and we all chuckle knowingly as though we wouldn't ever do anything as silly as that. And yet we do. Two things here. Be sure to subscribe, follow and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And then also be sure to subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops So just hang tight. We got a break and we'll be right back with Mark Holber. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back with Mark Holbert, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and MarketWatch.com in Washington, D.C. Well, Mark... I'm sure it's for you as well. Uh, when when we first got interested in stocks and markets a gazillion years ago, I, I one thing that struck me was when I first was interested, I'd be like, okay, the market moves because of this. Uh, you know, there's always a reaction to some kind of action. And when you let that go, that's, I think, a, a clear hurdle into better understanding the markets is that randomness and not that – Oil moves this direction. Gold moves this direction. If this thing happens or this data point happens, this is what, it, you know, cause and effect, cause and effect. It, it doesn't quite work like that. And I think coming to that understanding is a big hurdle to jump for newbies. Well, that's right. Now, I again, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to not go completely to the other side and say that it's all random. But I think 
what I think most statisticians would probably agree is that the the market is more easily predicted over a several-year time horizon than it is over a one-day time horizon. And that seems counterintuitive because we think, you know, give a, think of all the number of variables that could affect where the market will be five or ten years from now. And it, you know, clearly is going to be infinitely greater than the number of variables that will affect the market's level tomorrow. But on the other hand, I think what's happening between today and 24 hours from now is going to be completely random, whereas – Likely, I mean, if we look at any uh, reading of history, it's a it's a good probability that the stock market will be higher than now in uh, five or ten years' time. And so it, it's one of those counterintuitive results. But I think if we focus on the long term, we at least have greater odds in our favor than if we're focusing only on the next 24 hours. Well, and, you, and you've talked about this many times on the w, WBBM Noon Business Hour, how – you know, over the long haul, if you're in the market for like anything over a decade, your chances of actually, you know, especially if you're doing S&P funds and that kind of thing and using dollar costs, your chances of losing money are, are, are highly unlikely as, as you extend that time horizon. That's right. I mean, it, it then the, and you know, I mean, it is sort of depressing to realize that sometimes that time horizon is longer than we think. I mean, if we go back over the last 200 years, what's the longest period of time in which the market did not produce uh, a return greater than inflation? And uh, I think it's uh, it's somewhere between 20 and 30 years. I, um, my guess, think, my guess would be like between the 20s and 50s. I, I don't know though. That, yeah, that is clearly one of the longest ones, and. Uh, um, if you don't take dividends into account, it's an even more depressing realization. If you look at the S&P in inflation-adjusted terms, uh, it went from the 19-teens, right, during the middle of World War One, to the 1980s, and it was net no higher at the end of that period of time, which is to say your only return above inflation over that period of time was dividends, which isn't to say it's nothing. But uh, can you imagine what it would be like for our future if uh, – in inflation-adjusted terms, the S&P 500 in 50 years was no higher than uh, than where it is today. I mean, so, I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible, but again, it's a game of odds. And uh, it's like being a blackjack player in, you know, in Vegas. I mean, you, you, you try to play your odds right. And if you do well, chances are you're going to come out a winner. And it's the same way in investing. And so, you know, I feel like what the market does is present us an opportunity. We we can choose to play in a playing field here that has pretty good odds in our favor, or we can play on this playing field over there where our odds are at best no better than 50-50 and probably less when you take into account transaction costs. And inevitably, it seems, it's sort of like a death wish. Investors choose to play on that latter playing field where the odds are so poor rather than play on that playing field where at least the odds are arrayed in their favor. And I think that's, in the end, where we need to focus our energies. Well, as we're wrapping up here, I, I had one other key thing I wanted to talk to you about is you're a contrarian. You like to zig when others zag. When others are buying, you're selling. When others are selling, you're buying. Okay, when you have a, a recent pullback, you, you mentioned that up until just maybe even a week, or two ago, sentiment was really, really high, and now we're starting to see a bit of a correction. How do you know then when it, you know, how far it can go? And, you know, does it, do you wait until it swings to the other end? You know, a lot of people are like, well, and the market's down 5%. Well, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't have a lot more to go. I, I, how do you kind of gauge, uh, you know, being a contrarian when to sh- shift the other way? Fascinating question. It's a, it is the key to making contrarian analysis work. And I have an approach, I'll mention it in a minute, um, but mine is not the only one. But what I do absolutely urge people who want to play a contrarian approach is to have a an objective criterion in advance that they will use as their threshold for when the market does or the sentiment does in the marketplace get to be either excessively bullish or excessively bearish. What we do is we track the uh, the sentiment among about 100 stock market timers, and we do that by looking at what their average recommended exposure level is to the market. So that's a fact of the matter, which is good. That's an objective measure. And we look at the historical distribution, and when it's in the bottom 10% or the bo- top 10%, of the historical distribution, then we say we've reached those threshold levels. And just to put that in context where we are today, I mean, as you mentioned, two weeks ago or so, we were at levels of excessive bullishness. And we were up, I think, at uh, one day we were at like 97 or 98 percentile of the historical distribution, which is to say that the, the timers were more bullish than they were than all but 2% or so of all days over the last several decades. I mean, that's extraordinarily bullish, and which is why contrarians were expecting a pullback. Where are we today? We're right around the 50th percentile. So we pulled back, but we're nowhere near that excessive bearishness threshold, which would be to say we would be in the bottom 10 percentile of the, of the distribution. So we have a way to go. Now, you know, the market uh, can turn quickly. The sentiment, people could throw in the towels right now, and uh, we could reach that threshold of excessive bearishness within a day or two. Or it could be that we'll have to wait several days. But that that is the criterion that I use in, in the columns I write for MarketWatch as to where we, uh, you know, when should we pull the trigger. Yeah, often uh, getting out of the market is one of the most difficult things. Well, hey, Mark, I really appreciate you joining us today, especially on this very active day for stocks and financial markets. Um, So thanks again for joining us. That's Mark Hulbert, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and MarketWatch.com in Washington, D.C. Thanks again. We'll have you on uh, again soon, Mark. Oh, Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. That wraps up today's Gains Podcast. What a crazy day for stocks. Hey, real quick, be sure to subscribe follow and leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts if that's an option also as always subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops we're back on friday we have a huge show planned so you're going to want to tune in and plus i gotta think that the market volatility isn't going away Again, thanks, and you definitely want to tune back in on Friday. We're going to have a lot of ground to cover, I'm sure. See you on Friday. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.